Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry. During his ministry, Witness Lee emphasized the experience of Christ as life and the practical oneness of the believers. He was unbending in his conviction that God's goal is the body of Christ. Through his messages, he stressed the importance for us to grow in life and to function as Christians so that the body can build itself up. We're happy to bring you recorded portions from his ministry today, along with some of our own thoughts. And we welcome your comments and questions. You can reach us toll free at 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Now let's join today's program. The Old Testament prophet Zechariah tells us in chapter 3 that a stone with seven eyes will be engraved with an inscription. And by this engraving, the iniquity of the people will be removed in one day. The New Testament Gospel of John tells us that the Lamb of God takes away the sins of the people. The stone with the seven eyes in Zechariah is this Lamb of God in John. And in the final book, Revelation, this Lamb stone with seven eyes reappears. Quite a topic before us on this Life Study of the Bible. And here with us to get into it is Brother Bob Danker. Bob, welcome back to the broadcast. Chris, it's a pleasure to join you again. This subject that we're going to consider in this broadcast is quite mysterious, but very wonderful and very practical. Well, Bob, it's a program that has an unusual title, at least the message as given by Witness Lee in his life study that was done in 1976 has, uh, carries with it an unusual but appropriate title, albeit at this point in the program we have to confess it will sound somewhat mysterious. We hope that by the end of the program the mystery has been solved for our listeners. His title for this message was The Stone with Seven Eyes for God's Building. We want to review for just a moment the matter of the lampstand. Refresh this matter for us because we're going to see a definite connection today between the lampstand and this stone with seven eyes. Chris, the lampstand in the Bible is a tremendous symbol. And as we pointed out before, the first time we see this vision of the lampstand is in Exodus 25. And there, the lampstand is described in some detail, and it signifies Christ as the embodiment of the triune God. And then as we go on in the Old Testament, again, we encounter more details concerning the Mm -hmm. lampstand in the book of Zechariah, which is where we are today. And there, in the uh, mentioning of the lampstand, the main thing there is the seven lamps, which are the seven eyes of Jehovah God. So here we see a further development, and these seven lamps are related to the Spirit of God. So in the Old Testament, the lampstand is only one. But when we get to Revelation chapter 1, we can see a further development of this revelation or vision of the lampstand. Here we have not one lampstand, but we have seven lampstands. And each lampstand signifies a local church. Hmm. So this is a tremendous progression in the vision of the lampstand, and it shows us that the one lampstand revealed in the Old Testament is eventually multiplied and reproduced to be many lampstands, which are many local churches. 
Well, Bob, the foundation for what we're going to see today largely comes from Zechariah. You alluded a moment ago to the fact that this program today will uh, mostly focus on Zechariah. Let's look at a couple of these very short verses to kind of set the stage. And in chapter 3, the verse that we alluded to in the opening, verse 9 says, For behold, the stone that I have set before Joshua, on one stone are seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave an inscription on it, declares the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. And then we jump to chapter 4, verse 2. And he said to me, What do you see? And I said, I see, and behold, a lampstand, all of gold, with its bowl on the top of it, and in its seven lamps on it with seven spouts belonging to each of the lamps which are on the top of it. Verse 10. For who has despised the day of small things? But these seven will be glad when they see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. These are the eyes of the Lord, which range to and fro throughout the earth. Clear reference, a clear linkage there, Bob, between these seven lamps and the seven eyes of the Lord. Let's join Witness Lee. Zechariah 3 and 9. How could we say, uh, how could we know that this tongue with seven eyes is Christ? It is by the second half of this verse. Behold, I will engrave the grieving thereof. It means on this tongue, says the Lord of hosts. I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. It means that the Lord Jesus, as the building stone, he was dealt weight and grieved on the cross by God for the iniquity of God's people. In that one day, by that one engraving on the cross, the Lord Jesus removed all the sins of God's people. The next half of this verse equals to John 1.29. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. This means what? To remove the iniquity of God's people. So by this half of the verse, we can know that the stone with seven eyes is Christ. Then we read chapter 4 of the same book, verse 2. Now in this verse, we see the lampstand has seven lamps. If you would uh, exercise your spirit, surely you would understand the lampstand here equals to the stone. The stone is Christ, and the lampstand is also Christ. And the stone, we can understand easily, it is for the building. And the lampstand is for enlightening for the light. And on this tongue, you have the seven eyes, and on the lampstand, you have the seven lamps. Then we go on to the same chapter, verse 10. For they shall rejoice, and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel, with those seven. What seven? The seven lamps, and the seven eyes. The seven eyes of the Lord which ran to and fro through the whole earth. 
Bob, this may seem a little mysterious, but it will begin to come clear, I think, for our listeners if they'll bear with us for just a bit. These verses in the Old Testament prophecy of Zechariah clearly point us to the fact that the seven eyes on the stone are just the eyes of Christ. Review for us how these verses bring us to such a view, particularly this point that the stone being engraved was for the taking away of the iniquities of the people. Well, Chris, this is a real clue and a real indication that this stone is Christ. And it is, as you said, a little mysterious because it speaks about the stone being engraved uh, with an inscription. Mm -hmm. And of course, we know that to engrave a stone, you need to cut that stone. You need to chisel a piece out of that stone. And in many places in the Bible, Christ is referred to as a stone. He is a stone for God's building. He is the foundation stone. He is the cornerstone. He is the living stone. He is the precious stone. He is the top stone. He is all these kinds of stones for the building of God's house. And in Zechariah chapter 3 verse 9, we can see that this stone has seven eyes and that it is engraved with an inscription so that the iniquity of God's people can be removed in one day. If we go on to the book of Revelation, which is where we are now, in chapter 5, we can see that there's a lamb there with seven eyes. In Zechariah, there's a stone with seven eyes. In Revelation, there's a lamb with seven eyes. And we know that the Lamb of God is Christ and that he is the one who removed the iniquity of God's people in one day through his crucifixion, through his death on the cross. So when the Lord was crucified, this was like the engraving of a stone. We may say that when he was crucified, he was cut on the cross, and he was engraved. And through this engraving, or through his death on the cross, then all the sins of God's people were removed by God so that Uh, God could then carry on in his people the work of building. Well, Bob, we had a nice reference here to uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 29, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Of course, John wrote the Revelation as well as his Gospel and uh, his epistles as well. Witness Lee in this coming section is going to essentially cut away all of the other books in the Bible except these two, John and Revelation. And we will see they paint the same picture that the whole Bible paints end to end. Here's Witness Lee once again. I read to you. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And the Word became flesh, and tabernacle abundance, full of grace and reality. Behold the Lamb of God. And this one is Jesus. And in this one is the life, and the life is the light of man. You have to uh, add one thing, a stone. Then at the end of the same chapter, when Nazinel was attracted, and this wonderful one told him, you will see the heavens open. And the angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Right away, we all can realize that these simple words bring us back to Basil. So you can see even John chapter 1 covers from eternity past. 
to eternity future. In eternity past was the Word, and the Word was God there. Now, in eternity future, there will be what? A vessel, a house of God, the dwelling of God. That will be the new Jerusalem. After a number of years, when he was very old, exiled to the island of Patmos, the Lord charged him to write the last book of the whole Bible. And eventually, he developed to such an extent, showing us that these seven spirits are the seven lamps and the seven eyes, which were covered in Zechariah. He told us that these seven lamps, which are the seven eyes of both the stone and the Lord in Zechariah, are today the seven spirits of God. And these seven spirit of God today are the seven eyes of the redeeming lamb. And this redeeming lamb is the overcoming lamb. He surely has defeated the enemy of God. So he was qualified to be the redeeming lamb. God engraved him dealt with him on the cross just by that one dealing in that one day all the sins of God's people were removed because as the redeeming lamb he did this so he became eventually the building stone today he is the lamb land stone and this stone seven eyes shining shining and burning before the throne of God to accomplish God's eternal economy. Bob, I enjoyed this view. I hope all of our listeners did. These two books at either end of the New Testament from the Apostle John, the Gospel of John, of course, and then the revelation of Jesus Christ at the end. They seem to run, as we've just heard, a very parallel track, but both consummating in the same goal, the same destiny, God's eternal dwelling place. That's right, Chris. As we saw in the portion by Witness Lee, these two books really have a parallel revelation concerning Christ. You know, in John, especially in John chapter 1, we see Christ is the eternal word in the beginning of the book. And then uh, in the same chapter, he becomes flesh. That means he becomes a man. Then, going on further, he's the lamb to take away sin. Then, going on further, he changes Peter's name to Cephas, which means a stone, which is for God's building. And then, at the very end of chapter 1 of uh, John, he becomes the ladder set up on the earth, reaching to the heavens to join heaven to earth and earth to heaven to produce Bethel, which is the house of God. This is altogether related to God's building. Then we go into Revelation. And uh, as Witness Lee pointed out, Christ is the lion to defeat the enemy, which he did throughout his human life. And this qualified him to die on the cross as the lamb to take away sin. So he's the lion lamb in Revelation 4 and 5. But then this lamb has seven eyes. And as we saw in Zechariah, there's a stone 
there with seven eyes. So the lamb and the stone are really one. And again, this stone is for God's building. And of course, according to Zechariah again and Revelation, the seven eyes of the stone are the seven lamps of fire burning before God's throne. And these seven lamps of fire are the seven spirits of God. So this stone, who is Christ, produces God's building through our experience of the seven lamps of fire, the seven eyes of the Lamb, and the seven spirits of God. When we experience these three sevens, seven lamps, seven eyes, and seven spirits, we become a part of God's building. Bob, this is one of those points in Revelation that if you try to track it strictly on a doctrinal, theological basis, you cannot help but end up probably lost in the woods. But there's an experience, and you use this word at the end of your sharing here, the experience of these things is what really produces God's goal, the building. And that's what we're going to hear in this final section. Witness Lee's testimony of his own experience of the seven lamps, the seven eyes, and the seven spirits for God's building. I was a clean, young Christian, seeking the Lord, studying the Bible every day, praying all the time. One day, I tell you, that day, I was thoroughly, fully searched, not by any teacher. And I made a thorough confession before the Lord. I made a thorough confession, one by one, my that was enlightening. That was the searching. And that was the exposing. And that was also the judging. I still can remember when I was going to the church meeting, I was in there, a kind of judging. I was hating myself. I was hating my nature. I was hating my old man. I was hating my disposition. I was hating my whole self. Especially at the Lord's table. Oh, I tell you, at the Lord's table, I was remembering the Lord, no doubt about that. While I was remembering the Lord, I was under full judgment. You are so fleshly. You are so oh, natural. You are so much in yourself. You are so much still in the old creation. I was judging myself there. At the Lord's table, I was under a kind of inner judging. That was the flaming lamps working within me. By my experience, I can say this. Oh, right after that flaming of the seven lamps, oh, the Lord Jesus became so lovely to me. The flaming right away became the transfusing and infusing, transfusing and infusing the Lord Jesus himself into my being. I surely had this experience. Oh, the Lord Jesus was so dear to me, so valuable, so precious, just a lovely treasure to me, more than ever. I got infused. Following this, the infusion became what? The impartation of life. The seven lamps eventually became the seven eyes. 
and the seven eyes ultimately became the seven spirits. The enlightening, the exposing, the searching, the judging, eventually ends in transfusing the Lord Jesus into me. And this transfusing issues the impartation of life. I got more life. I got more life. What is life? Life is just Christ. Christ more added into my being. Right away, I got transformation. And in the transformation, I just love the saints meeting with me. I just love the church. What was that? That was the building. Eventually what, dear one? Eventually, this building will consummate in the new Jerusalem. Oh, Bob, I have to apologize for the quality of the tape that we realized that this tape had some hum and some noise, but the, the testimony was so graphic and such a help, so enlightening to bring these things that sound kind of obscure to a very practical level of experience. Bob, if we are those who are serious, who mean business with the Lord, we may not understand all these things, the seven eyes, the seven lamps, the seven spirits, but we will surely have a direct interaction with the Lord in these aspects, won't we? Yes, Chris. If we are serious with the Lord, we will be those who seek the Lord. And if we are those who seek the Lord, we will open ourselves to the Lord from within. Then he will have the way to come to us as the seven lamps of fire to enlighten us, to search all our thoughts, all our feelings, all our motives, and to expose us how fleshly, how selfish, you know, how mm-hmm. natural we are, mm-hmm. how worldly we are. And then in this kind of light, we will spontaneously hate what we are, and we will confess and repent to the Lord. And while we're experiencing this seemingly negative reaction, being under the Lord's enlightening and judging ourselves, something wonderfully positive is taking place. At the very same time, we are being looked at by the Lord, by his seven eyes. The eyes of the Lord are for infusing himself into us. When I look at you or you look at me, something of your very being is imparted into me. And this is the real function of the eyes of Christ. As he looks upon us or looks at us with his seven eyes, he transfuses his very element into our being. And then going along with this, we experience the seven spirits. And the spirit in the New Testament is the spirit of life. He is the life imparting spirit. So when we are under the operation of the seven lamps of fire, the seven eyes of the lamb, and the seven spirits, more of the divine life is dispensed into our being. And this life is a transforming life. It transforms us into a living stone, a part of God's building. It not only transforms us, but it builds us together with other stones. Right. Witness Lee said that after he experienced this, he loved the brothers and sisters. This is building. When we love the saints, not out of our natural love, but the love of God filling us within, we are just being builded together with them. We're being blended with them into one building. And this is the experience of the seven lamps, the seven eyes, and the seven spirits to make us a part of God's building. Bob, that was tremendous. The context in which this testimony was given was that of the church, the church life. And most often the experience of his shining in that way comes in the corporate context, doesn't it? 
That's right. Witness Lee's testimony was that when he went to the meeting, the Lord's table meeting of the church, right. he experienced this kind of enlightening, transfusing, and life-dispensing. Well, the goal of the Gospel of John, the goal of the book of Revelation, the goal of the whole Bible is God's building and all of these uh, aspects that we're going to see from Revelation chapter 12 to the end in 22 all consummate in God's building. We have a wonderful journey ahead of us, Bob. Thank you for being part of it today. It's a pleasure, Chris. Well, we're a little bit over time here. Let me just uh, point out our toll-free number and invite you to contact us. It's one 543 3788 And please join us again as we continue this tremendous life study of Revelation. For Bob Danker today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. If you'd like to read the works of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, just visit our website, ministrybooks.org. From there, you'll find over 600 complete titles available to read online free of charge. Witness Lee's ministry stood squarely on the shoulders of his mentor and co-worker, Watchman Nee, as well as those of countless ministers of the New Testament throughout the ages. The riches contained in his life study of the Bible represent the top, the cream of his 70-plus years of ministry and range in topic from lessons for new believers to commentary and exposition on passages from every book of the Bible. But they all contain practical and deeper truths about the Christian life. Again, this wonderful online resource is available to you free of charge at ministrybooks.org. If you have questions or comments about this ministry or the program you heard today, email us radio at lsm.org or call us toll free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Thanks for listening today.